Bobby Hemel here. Hope you're having a great day. Today, I want to talk to you about running your race. You know, that is the, there is a foundation in running our race that we need to contend with and learn how to run the race and run it right. Um, it's the foundation of Christianity. And so I want to talk about four steps today that will help you run your race better and have a better ending, a better winning ending, or should I say a winning ending. <laughs> so let me read, start off by reading 1 Corinthians 9, 25, I mean 24. It says, do you not know that those who run in a race all run, but only one receives the prize? Run in such a way that you may obtain it, and everyone who competes for the prize is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a perishable crown, but we for an imperishable crown. Verse 26. Therefore I run thus, not with uncertainty, thus I fight, not as one who beats the air, but I discipline in my body and bring it into subjection, least when I have preached to others, I myself should be disqualified. I want to take four things out of that scripture and talk about running your race and what is the Bible teaching us in this moment about running your race. And the four things, and I'm going to go over each one, but let me give you the four things. Number one is focus. We have to focus, keep the prize in front of us. We have to keep that prize in front of us. Number two is train with passion. We have to read our Bibles daily in training. Number three, fight with a purpose. The enemy with the word. We have to fight the enemy with the word. We have to fight with a purpose and plan because if we don't have a purpose when we're fighting a battle, we're not going to make it. And then the enemy, I guarantee you, has a purpose in his plan in fighting for us, fighting to, to make us fail. So we better have a purpose in that. And then we need to master our flesh, deny the flesh of wrong things. And that's not the popular thing to say, but it is part of what the Word of God says. And so today I want to teach you not just the what not to's, but the how to's. Many times I would sit in church and think about like, how do I do this? You know, they would say, well, you need to master your flesh. And I'd be like, great, how do I do that? Well, today I want to teach you how to's. So I hope that you will join me in this session in running our race. So let's start off with focus. We have to keep the prize in front of us. The runners, when they run a race in a marathon, their goal is to win that race. And how they win that race is they keep the prize in front of their face. So what is our prize as Christians? Our prize is eternal life. Our life here on earth is just this small. It's but a vapor, the word says. And so eternal life is forever and ever and ever. So what our life on earth is to accomplish is to run the race to win the eternal life. Well, you don't have to earn eternal life. That is given to us through Jesus Christ and his death and resurrection. We didn't have to earn anything. Praise God is given through grace. But we have to run the race in a way that shows that we're grateful for the eternal life. 
you know, and how we act on this earth determines our relationship with Christ and it determines our outcome in this life. And so we have to, um, life will keep us down, but we have to rise back up and get going. We have to exercise muscles. We have to um, stop and feed ourselves, take in water, nourish our body. We have, to, there's so many things in training for our, a marathon that you have to do. You have to eat right, you have to drink well, you have to pace yourself in the right way. We can't just get up and decide today I'm gonna run a marathon. No, it would kill us. All right, so we have to focus on eternal life. We want to go, we want to understand that if we don't, the enemy's tricks is to trip us up so that we take our eyes off of Jesus and put our eyes on him. And we don't want to do that. The next thing is we have to train with passion. When um, a, a marathon runner goes, they spend hours and hours and hours training to win that race. And um, the one of the things that they have to do is discipline themselves to practice. And what do we have to do as Christians? We have to discipline ourselves to read the Word of God. If you don't read the Word of God, you are shorting yourself so many blessings and you're shorting yourself the um, ammo to win over the enemy, to fight the enemy. We don't have to just allow thoughts in our, our minds. We don't have to just allow um, sickness to stay in our lives. We don't have to just allow these things. We have a sword and that's the Bible. We have a weapon against the enemy and that is the word of God. And so we have to strengthen ourselves and read that word of God, discipline ourselves in reading the word of God and moving forward in everyday lives, fighting with the word. And so we are preparing ourselves each day when we read it and study the Word of God. And you may say, well, I don't understand it. Well, guess what? When I first started, I didn't understand it either. I had to get in and say, Lord, reveal your Word to me and open it up and start reading it. And as I did that, the Lord began to show me things. And there's so many commentaries to help you today to be able to do that and really, um, understand what the author was trying to say and with these tools today it is um in is valuable to reach out there's just no way that you couldn't grab a hold of what they're saying there's maps there's i mean there's just so many things so you you know want to start somewhere start in john john's a great place to start you have the old testament and the new testament and um there's poets there's uh mysteries there's just a prophetic word i mean there is so much greatness in the word of god but it's all together our gift from jesus and so we are able to use that word jesus in the in the wilderness he, he, when the enemy came against him, he was in the wilderness, hadn't eaten for 40 days and nights. And the enemy came to him and offered him all these great things. If he would just leave the, leave the Lord and leave his, his throne that Jesus was on and say, I'll just not follow you anymore, God. And the enemy threw out 
words to him, but Jesus knew the word because the enemy will twist up the word. That's a whole nother sermon I'll have to give one day. But the enemy twisted the word and because Jesus knew the word, he fought back with the word. So when we're in a wilderness, when when we have financial issues, we have sickness issues, we have relationship issues, and the enemy is after us, we take the word of God and we fight back just like Jesus did. We fight the enemy with the Word of God. And that's what he did in the Word over and over and over again. And so we have to fight, train, I mean, with a purpose and fight, train with a passion and fight with a purpose is what I want to say. We have to train with a passion. We have to Go, I'm going to go back to that a minute. We have to discipline ourselves to get up every morning and read the Word or pick a time of the day that is your best. Um, it's better if you start up in the morning because you have your, your meat, your nourishment, just like a breakfast. You have your nourishment for the day and you can take on that day. You take a moment, take time to make that happen. And if you have children, like when I used to have little children, I had to get up an hour earlier to spend time in the Word of God. But I can't tell you how many blessings that came my way because I spent time with God and I gave Him the first. The Bible says that if we um, delight ourselves in the Lord, He will give us the desires of our heart. When I am reading the Word of God, I am delighting myself in Him. When I put Him first, He puts me first. And the blessings chase me down. I don't have to go running to the blessings. And so we get, we have to train with the passion. We have to get into the Word. We have to go to church. We have to read our Bibles daily. You know, we have to maybe go to Bible study, do what you're doing right here, spending time learning about Him and His plans for you. And they're great plans for you. And then you have to fight with the purpose. The enemy has a purpose against you and he's coming for you. So it's up to you if you're going to lay down and play dead or you're going to take up the sword, the word of God that it says in Ephesians 6 and fight. You have to fight. The enemy is going to fight you and bring you down. Will you fight back? Don't let somebody just, don't let the enemy just punch you and push you down. Fight. Fight like you're fighting for your life because guess what? You are fighting for your life. And so you're fighting for your children's lives. You're fighting for sicknesses. You're fighting for financial issues. You're fighting for a purpose and a plan. You've got to take up this weapon and fight. And just like a trainer in a marathon, they have to push against the grain of the pain. And I'm telling you today that you have to push against the grain of the pain. All right. And so today I want you together to make a commitment. I'm going to fight. And you may say, Bobby, I don't have any fight left in me. Well, guess what? That's when you bear arms with other believers and they help you fight that battle. That's the purpose of church. That's the purpose of Bible study and being together with other believers is that when you get so weak, you can't fight. Somebody else comes around you, puts their arm around you and say, come on, sister. Come on, brother. We're going to fight together and we're going to make this work. Praise God. So do you need to go to church? Yes. 
because you, the Bible says, forsake not the assemblies of togetherness. We need each other. We need to be arm in arm and hand in hand together. And so, and I could give you so many examples in the Bible, and I may preach on that again one day, but uh, where other people needed each other. He's, you know, the Lord didn't send out one by themselves. He sent two by them, two together to be with one another and help each other. And then we have to master our flesh. Now, this is not the funnest thing to talk about, but we have to master our flesh. Mastering our flesh, I wrote this down. Um, we have to keep our eye on the prize, on Jesus, and remember the word, what the word says. Remind Jesus of his word says and he, that he told us to do. The Bible doesn't just say, if I'll give you the desires of your heart. He says, delight in me and I'll give you the desires of your heart. Let's turn to Joshua 1, 9. I'm thinking of uh, this here. Joshua 1, 9. I didn't have this in my notes, but I feel led to, to bring it. It says, start, start at 8, 1, 8, Joshua 1, 8. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night that you observe to do according that all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and you will have good success. So how do we do it? We have to delight. We have to uh, keep the word on our mouths day and night. Read the word so that we are careful to observe everything written in it. Then, then you will have good success. And he promises this with that. Have I not commanded you, be strong and good courage. Do not be afraid or dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. He is with us wherever we go. He's a, he, he doesn't just say, follow these commands. No, he says, look, if you do what I tell you to do and you walk in the way I tell you to walk, you're going to be successful and prosperous. But not only that, not only that, I'll be with you wherever you go. You don't have to be afraid. I will walk with you in every step, in every path that you follow. In the midst of this, of the dismay, I will be there. You see, if we do our plans and then ask God to bless it afterwards, you're going to walk a little bit more in distress, in my opinion. But if you ask the Lord, what do you want me to do? And you walk in his way and the way he wants you to he's already there we don't have to wait on him because that's his word he promises that and we walk that way and we go forward with christ and we move ahead with christ we will see the blessings of god follow us and overtake us so much so that we don't have enough room for it that we have to give away more the lord wants to bless you today he wants you to run your race with endurance with preservation can you do that let's review this again let well before i do that let's look at first timothy 6 11 and 12 it says but you O man of god 
flee these things and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, gentleness. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold of eternal life to which you were also called and have confessed the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. So he's saying, look, flee the bad, pursue the good, fight that good fight of faith, lay hold of eternal life that you have made that decision in many and in front of many witnesses and then in Romans 8 5 through 8 let's pull that up Romans 8 5 through 8 it's right after Acts is Romans Matthew Mark Luke John Acts Romans 8 5 through 8 For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the Spirit set their things on the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritual minded is, is enmity against God. Now let me re-say that. Let me start over. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the Spirit set their the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal minded is enmity against God. For it is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can be. So those who, who are in the flesh, here it is, cannot please him we can't friends want a blessed life on earth and an eternal life and walk in the ways that we want to go it'll end in in detriment every time but if you you chasing a dream running a marathon and not trained and not ready and the marathon is the life you're going to fall and get hurt but when you follow the plans of the trainer god being the trainer and you walk that life and you walk that path you will win the race you will win win the race of life and blessings will chase you down. This is a gift and a promise from God. Now, I'm not saying you won't have issues because you will. Life is full of of trials and tribulations. You will have them, but you will find out that God is there with you already. Let me give you a story I want to end with. And this story is my Christmas miracle. It was such a miracle. It was just amazing. Years ago, me and my husband's first um, Christmas together, um, which was 19 years ago, 19 or so years ago, I was to meet his family. All of his family were coming to our house and I was cooking for everybody. And Milton was a truck driver at the time. So he was on call and he had to go if they called him. Well, Christmas Eve, they called him, and it was snowing, which where we live, snow was a huge deal. And 
he wasn't going to be back in time for Christmas. But he had to go. So he closed the door and he left. And I fell to the ground and I weeped. Now, I'll tell you, a lot of y'all, that's not a big deal, but I have a point to it. I weeped so bad because I, I'm not a loner and I didn't want to be alone for Christmas. I didn't want to be with people I didn't know. And I didn't want my husband to be gone. Again, this could be something totally different, but just listen. So I got, as I'm crying, I go to take a bath and I'm just weeping. And the Lord spoke to me right down in here and he said, what are you doing? And I'm like, Lord, you let him go and it's not going to turn around and da, 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 da. And he said, what are you doing? I'm like, what, Lord? He said, did you get where you are right now by allowing the enemy to win? I'm like, no. He said, what did you do? I'm like, I quoted the word. He said, well, then rise up, sister. So I rose up and I started quoting the word. My husband will be home for Christmas. He won't lose his job. I made sure I said he wouldn't lose his job. I said, he won't lose his job. I don't know how you're going to do it, Lord. But you said, if I give you the desires, if I seek you first, you will give me the desires of my heart. And Lord, I seek you first. I delight myself into you and you will give me the desires of my heart. The desires of my heart for my husband to be here. About 15 minutes later, here comes my, my husband walking in the door. I'm like, what are you doing here? He said, well, my truck wouldn't, the alternator wouldn't charge. So I drove to the office, showed them that the alternator wasn't charged, and they told me to have a good Christmas. Well, there was nowhere for him to buy an alternator at that time. So Monday morning, he went and bought the alternator, brought it back to the um to the truck, started his truck, and his alternator was charging without putting on the new one. Three and a half years later, we sold that truck with the alternator still in the box, never had to change it. The Lord says, you have power in your words through Christ's words. There is power in his word. And when you take that word of his and you put it on your mouth and you speak it out, you can win battles. I learned that that day. And I'm saying to you today, quit, oh, woe is me. Stand up, gird yourself and fight the good fight of faith with the word of God. But you can't fight with the word of God if you're not in the word of God to know the word of God. I hope this bless you today. Remember, focus, train with a passion, fight with a purpose, and master your flesh. God bless.